Welcome to Returning Home. I'm your host, Natalie Sapinski. Today is December the 10th, and it is going to be the uh, fourth lighting tonight, the fourth candle for Hanukkah. Um, I'm going to be playing for you a recorded conversation I had with a real estate agent, um, really dynamite woman. Her name is Kim Bash. She is from South Africa. She is just so successful in what she's doing, connecting with Olim, who want to come and live in Israel, finding them their home. And it's just such a great, uh, great business she's, she's created here. I've been following her for a while, so I brought her on the show. We're going to play the conversation, and I'm going to play it right now. Uh, I'm welcoming to the show now Kim Bash. Kim has been a force, okay, in the real estate world for Olim. The, since, since 2020, I've seen this woman. Um, she actually, I think, began a very, very smart business trend by having uh, Zoom talks with Olim wherever they are in America, in North America, England, wherever. And she would highlight and discuss uh, a certain community in each Zoom talk. And people were able to really do a virtual tour of where they wanted to live during those two years of Corona when there was no flying here. And um, I wanted to bring her on the show and talk about what she sees happening now since there is a war, if she sees Olim wanting to come, if there's been an increase in, an increase in interest, if, um, you know, what she sees, because she's really on the ground. She, she, she actually talks to these people and then they refer their friends to her for sure. She's, she's out and about. She's a British Ola herself. And um, I'd like to bring her to the show and actually ask her about her own Aliyah before getting into what she sees happening. So, Kim, thank you for joining me today. Thank you so much. First of all, my husband would be very happy that you said I'm British, but I'm actually South African. Okay. So, although it sounds very, 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 very similar, um, and uh, we actually met in Israel, um, but I'm born in South Africa, raised in South Africa, and then actually moved to America for a couple of years, and then actually did my Aliyah from America. So, um, I've been living in Israel now for over 20 years. My Hebrew is still terrible, um, but I'm very, very happy to say that, Baruch Hashem, I've been able to be here. And, be able, and I've been able to run a successful business here as well. Good. Um, and I got into the real estate world um, because I actually wanted to bring my parents to Israel. So my parents wanted to make Aliyah, but they did not have the means to be able to come. So I decided to go into the real estate world to be able to provide for them and to be able to look after them. So that is how I initially got into that before I was working in the nonprofit world. Um, but I always had a love for real estate and especially Israel. So I, when I, on getting my real estate license, I worked for a high-end luxury real estate company. And even though I loved what I was doing, I was pretty much like, is this it? It's great selling high-end luxury real estate, but I really wanted to focus on bringing as many people back. That's always been my focus, as, as, as many Jews back to Eretz Israel, because I really do believe that this is our homeland and that every Jew should come back to Eretz Israel. So I left my company and I decided that, and it happened just as, as Corona was happening, and many people were reaching out to me and say, saying, how can we get, we can't get to Israel, what are we going to do? We don't know where we want to make Aliyah, but we don't know where we, we, we want to go. So 
I started doing some research and I started to investigate more affordable real estate opportunities and where I saw the trend of where people were going to, you know, where people are going to go and be able to afford and to bring up their families. So that's how it started. My first talk was on Kame Gut, which is just completely, it, it's, it's, it's gone out of, out of, it's there. Now you can't buy, it's not so cheap anymore, but that's when I started this real estate um Farm Me a Community in Israel series. And we've covered over 45 different communities. Mm. And what we did was we interviewed local people who were on the ground there, raising their families and spoke about the opportunities in the community. And that's how it started. And thank God, many people were able to use these videos as a platform for their aliyah and continue to do so. Um, We still do the Zooms, but I think that a lot of people were Zoomed out during Corona. So right now, what we're busy with, and um, I think it's people say is it's similar to you know what's happened during Corona times, this war right now. The similarities I think are that people are definitely thinking more about Aliyah and the nervousness of not being able to get to Israel. You know, I, I think only LL is flying right now, and also the Aliyah process um, is taking a lot a lot longer from my from what I'm hearing from some of the families, that the process is taking a lot longer as well. I don't know if that's because the manpower, they're short of whatever it is with um, the Jewish agency or Nefesh Benefesh, but there is definitely an intense interest in bringing and making Aliyah. In terms of the real estate world, people who are not making Aliyah, they do feel that they need to get their foot in the door. And usually the the, um, conversation goes like, we're not 100% ready to leave just yet, but we know that we have to and we should. The Aliyah plan for most families is between three to four years. So most people are looking to, when they speak to me, they say we want our kids to finish high school or they're in elementary school. The, the biggest concern with Aliyah is education. And a lot of people are saying to me, well, we have such a great school system. I'm just referring now to North America, but that we have such a great setup here with our schools. And we're very concerned about the Hebrew when coming to live in Israel. Now, there are a few schools that do offer an all-pun program for new immigrants, but that is something that I really do believe that Israel and the education system needs to focus on um, with the school system right now is that there isn't enough um, enough opportunities for new immigrants coming in to help them with the Hebrew. But there are schools and it is possible. Um, many of my friends who've made Aliyah have got, you know, they have mm-hmm. extra lessons, Hebrew lessons for their kids. And the school has provided. There are certain schools, depending on where you decide to go to. Another thing which I wanted to touch base with you about is that people say to me, you know, we want to make Aliyah, we want to come, we want to integrate, we want to be not just with all with with Anglo's, and I and I personally think that Aliyah, listen, you got to really want to come, but it's challenging. Israel, it's the right place to be. It doesn't mean that it doesn't have its challenges. So when you're looking for a community, it's very important. What I feel for a successful Aliyah and for successful integration is to be still amongst your people, people who speak English. It's not just about the language. It's also about the culture because you will never be Israeli. 
it doesn't you're just never going to be Israeli so to put yourself into a situation or an environment where your kids are not going to be able to have friends because you're so culturally different is not healthy either I've had people who um, tried to do this a few years ago they made Aliyah to some very Israeli area and it was not successful they went back to America and I'm happy to say they actually came back now uh, living in Jerusalem and it's been fine for them. But in the beginning, when they first came, I think it was about eight years ago, they made the wrong decision. And I and I always say that the most important thing is the location and the community. If you if you've seen my marketing, how I brand myself, is that I always say that a house is just it's not a house is just a house. It's when you find your community, that's when you find your home. And for me, that's always been the stress is that you need to find the place where you and your family are going to thrive. Um, because everything else is, you know, it's challenging. So you need a supportive network of people who can help you. And that's really what my focus has been. So when I, some people phone me up and say, Kim, why haven't you covered this particular community or this particular area? It's because in my research, I haven't found enough Anglo speakers. Um, and I didn't think it was an area where I think there was enough schooling or opportunities for for people to make Aliyah too. So you've always got your firm favorites like Netanya and Renana and Jerusalem and you know some other areas that are up and coming now. But it's hard to find new affordable areas which also have at the same time the educational component for children to um, to learn the language. Right. So that is a struggle. And the other thing I think besides education, the other struggle that we have is affordability. Because as you know, real estate in Israel, it doesn't matter where you are, it is expensive. And most people are downsizing from their very big homes to an Israeli-style apartment. And that is a very hard reframe for many people. And I always joke with my clients, you can't bring the dining room table with you. Because whatever you have in America, your furniture, everything is not necessarily going to fit into a an Israeli-style apartment. Right. And um, prices are, are high here. Um, there has been, I'll tell you what also was something very um, dominant in, um, in in people's minds when they were making Aliyah, especially during Corona, was that they wanted space. They wanted um, outdoor space, have like a large balcony or a garden because we were, we were staying at home. So they wanted that space for kids to be able to go outside. So that still hasn't changed. Um, people want a large outdoor area. Um, we've also had a lot of people say we want farmlands. We want to, you know, we want to be um, somewhere out like up north um, where there's more green available. Um, so that is definitely uh, still continued. Um, and again, people are saying to me now, and what's interesting. Well, I, I want to stop in a moment, you know, Kim. What, what you just said yeah. real quick, when you're saying people want, people want, um, they can find Right. I mean, there are places with big outdoor spaces. There are places yes, with farmland. There is. If you're prepared to not stay in the central hubs and you're prepared to move to areas like up to the Golan, Hezbin area, towards the north, there is much more opportunity up north. Again, it just depends if you're going to be coming and homeschooling, because, again, the education and the schooling may not be. Um, a fit for the family. You're very so, funny. You're focusing on these young families. There are people who are in their 60s. They don't need to worry 100%. about that. No, again, that's what I'm saying. It's all very relevant. It, it really depends on 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 the person. And he wants old client now. 
from New York who is looking for looking to make Aliyah. It's amazing. She called me a couple of weeks ago. She said, Kim, uh, I don't know how long I've got left in this world, but I do know that I want to end up in Eretz Israel and you have to find me a place as soon as possible. So that's what I'm working on now with her. She's like, I don't, I, my family can stay in America, but I know that I've got to be in Eretz Israel. I've waited all my life to come. Now my grandchildren are older. I've had time with them, even though I want the whole family to come. Where I'm coming. And so hopefully she's going to be the the one to to lead the rest of the family to Israel. Right. How um, we, we you were cut off before. How old is this woman? She's 81. She's oh 81 boy. Old. That's great. And that's great. It's so funny, but she doesn't even have WhatsApp. So then I've got to go through her. She basically has like a, a lady that helps her. So I send all the, the properties and the opportunities to the to her helper on her phone and then she sits there and goes through it with her on the phone it's it's so cute anyway but she's coming um she's actually doing a little pilot trip at the end of this month and we're going to go around to different areas she knows where she wants to be so it's it's a much easier a lot of times people do not know where they want to be it's also challenging to try and educate them on the different opportunities the other thing i want to point out is that yes there's definitely a big surge of aliyah i find one of the interesting and and i guess it's just the way it is, is that people can't give up on this stuff. What I mean by that, it's a very hard pill to swallow when you are looking to move to Israel and you can't afford to buy the big house because everything is so expensive. So a lot of people are not necessarily prepared to give up on the Gashmias, as I call it, to come to Israel. And I'm not judging, but that is also a reality. What we're facing right now is that they are still... Life is good in America, right? I mean, mm. we see the rise of anti-Semitism, but people are still living in their bubbles. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know coming from South Africa, where everybody has big homes and space, you know, most children don't grow up sharing a room in America. Everybody has their own space. And in Israel, that's a luxury. You know, you'll find many, most families have two, sometimes three children living in, in a house. Again, it all comes down to affordability and what your family can afford. Because I've just had another, um, when the war bro- broke out, I had a, a girl that was following me, a woman, sorry, was following me on on uh, Facebook, Instagram. I don't know what it was. And she'd been watching my videos. And she called me up. It was the second week of the war. And she said to me, Kim, I have got to get my family out of America. You have to help me. And we started, I said to her, what are your values? What is important to you? So for her, it was very, very important. The, the ha- She wanted a big house. She had to, she said, my kids are very outdoors. I need a big house. I need you to find me a religious neighborhood where I can have a big house for not a crazy, crazy price. So we did the research and she has just bought a house. Her husband flew in last week, Monday. He was here for less than, he left on Thursday night for three days. He left Thursday night to go back to America. Within the three days, he had signed, um, you know, a power of attorney with a lawyer. We had organized his mortgage, money transfers, everything, and signed a contract to buy a house in Carmiel. Carmiel is a beautiful, beautiful area. Uh, and there happens to be um, a decent, not huge size Anglo uh, religious community there. And she went, the, her husband went to check out the schools. And not only that, the husband checked up the house, is buying the house for them. He came to see another house for his sister-in-law, which he convinced on the way that he sh- she should also buy a house. So, and these houses, if you're prepared to go up, you can't buy what you buy in Kamiel. You can't buy something like that in, in anywhere in Jerusalem for that price. So that's where they. So let's what, let, let's so what, tell me what price you're saying here. Are you saying a two million shekel? What are we talking? 
No, so the, these houses are larger. So with these houses, you're looking at about 4 million shekels. So that's about one point. I don't know what the exchange rate is right now. Let's say about $1.3, $1.2 million. Mm-hmm. But they wanted a house. In Kamiel, you can buy an apartment for around the 2 million shekels, 2.2. Actually, it's funny about Kamiel because during Corona, I had a lady call me up and she said to me, I have X amount of money. She had inherited some money from her her parents who had passed away, she had, I think it was 800,000 shekels. That's all she had to spend. I'm not saying it's not a lot of money, but for real estate, it's not a lot of money. And she was one of the first people to buy with me in Carmiel, funny enough. She bought a house, an apartment for 750,000 shekels. It, was, it wasn't the in the best condition. And eventually she would renovate it, but it had a tenant there. And she's not making Aliyah, but she just wanted to invest something in Israel. She wanted to buy something in Israel. Mm-hmm. So there are opportunities. There are for sure opportunities. There is so much building going on right now. Everywhere. I don't know, you know, where you, if, but anywhere you go, like in the cities, I'm in Jerusalem, but I was in Netanya recently. I was in Tel Aviv. There are cranes everywhere. Yes, yes. Everywhere. I'm near Beersheba. It's unbelievable. And, like cities unbelievable. within, within Beersheba. Just unbelievable. So then, you know, there's a joke. They say, what's the national bird of Israel? It's the crane. Yeah. Because, <laughs> because all you do is you see, you can look out on the horizon. There's just cranes everywhere. So what's happening, though, is that people, there's no land. So that's what's happening. They're building towers. They're not building cottages. Right. Right. Challenge is to find cottages, to find the biggest space for people and affordability. But there is. It just takes a bit of time to research. And what I usually do with clients is they call me up and then we will go through the different locations and areas and the budget what their family looks up if they're coming by themselves. We did have, by the way, during Corona, quite a few um, people in their 60s, retirement age, who had just recently retired, who bought in Naharia. And Naharia, I think, is also a little gem. Um, anywhere for me, what's a value when I'm looking at, when I'm advising people, is also to be on any kind of transportation line is very important, public transport, um, having a train, come close by, having a, a, a good bus system, public buses, because not everybody wants to drive. And also you want to make wherever you live easy, accessible for people, family coming to visit and just yourself to be able to get around. Um, you know, there's nothing worse than feeling stuck if you're in the middle of nowhere, not being able to to get to places. Right. Um, and also what I have on my team now, which is very helpful, we actually have um, I have like personal assistants or people who you don't have to pay them much. I mean, all these companies, there are companies that do this, but I have individuals who take on a family and will be there like a couple of months, three to six months, help them with paying their bills, organizing their doctor's appointments, setting up Bezek, whatever it may be. Um, they are there for them um, just to help them navigate the whole system. That is so Hands great. On. That is excellent. Tell me how that works. Do people pay you a, a certain flat fee? There's, oh. no, there's no fee involved. I do it completely. This is all my time is what I give. Obviously, if you hire the person to help with your bills and everything else, they also have a fee, but you can also, that ranges. I, I mean, you can take on a package or you can actually just work on an hourly. The lady that I work with, she charges 70 shekels an hour, which is not terrible considering how much time it goes into this. Again, it really depends if you also have friends and family who can help you. Um, but I found that instead of hiring a company, I hired somebody who was just, I can call it any time, and she can help me with whatever I need to do. And I still use this person because, as I said, my Hebrew is not very good. 
So she has been very actively involved in helping me, even though I've been here for so long, making my kids' doctor's appointments, you know, evaluations for some of my kids who have learning difficulties and all of that stuff. So I think that's uh, it can be done and it doesn't have to be a huge expense either. And I, listen, I, I see it. I get calls. I'm on the I'm on the phone. I averaged. I go to bed between three and four most nights. I don't need a lot of sleep. And I'm on the phone. Last I think yesterday I had six phone calls and like nearly back to back with Ugh. people looking to come to Israel. Okay, well that's good. So, that's 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 a good thing. I, I want to just focus here. I have a couple of questions I asked you, and one of them was, yeah. do you see a rise in Aliyah? Um, because of the anti-Semitism, do you really see any change happening? You, you said earlier that people are pretty much in their bubble. And I also feel that's the case. You know, I don't expect, I expected a huge Aliyah for uh, the Corona time and, and it didn't happen. It just did not happen. Um, and I'm afraid in this, in this instance, it's not going to happen either. What do you, what do you think? I, I think that they will be, but it will be a little bit, I don't think people are running. I think there is definitely more of a, of an understanding that we are a nation that stands alone. And I really do believe, and I've said this many times, that I believe that Hashem is closing down the diaspora. I really believe, it depends, you know, religious, not religious, this is the way that I see things. And I think that it's going to be harder. If you cannot walk out your door wearing a keeper on your head or a mug and it around your neck or a mezuzah on your front door, I do not understand why you are living in the neighborhood or the country that you are. If you cannot be a Jew and be who you are, what is the point? If you have to, that's that's what we that's that's 1939, that's Germany. I just think it's a matter of time. So yeah. those who chap it, those who chap it, and there are people who do, understand they need to come. And I, by the way, I understand the challenges. I have it within my own family, even though I've been here so long. It is not easy to make Aliyah, but I I believe it's the right decision. I I don't think there's any place for any Jew, as I said this before, to be other than Eretz Israel. You're saying you gotta wanna come, or you're gonna have to come. Unfortunately, right. you're gonna be chased out, and you're not gonna be able to bring anything. Or come now, come willingly, come with the suitcases, come no, with the plan, come with the people, house, come with your money. Correct, correct. Because people don't like it when you say that to them. I mean, they get I'm sorry. Like, yeah, it is scary. Yeah. It stinks, you and, know. But and I'm like, when people tell me what I get, <laughs> when I get upset about, and I mean, I'm very vocal about this, and I get it. My I've got one client um, who um, he gets it very, very. He he understands it, but unfortunately, the rest of his family doesn't. And his uh, and I don't get into <laughs> into uh, shalom bias. But his wife is very into the material things and she just cannot give up on the big house and she cannot, she doesn't want to. So, you know, he can only do so much if one party is only willing to come, but he is, he has invested in real estate. Yeah. And he's like, I know that I've just got to convince her to come because I see the writing on the wall. And, um, and I think that a lot of people, I mean, what's going on on, on campuses for your children. And I, and I was arguing with a parent the other day. I said to her, you know, we have great universities. Hebrew University offers an English track here. You can do a degree. You can go to IDC. You can go to Hebrew U. You can also, um, Yeshiva universities opened up a campus here. 
Shrogats, I mean, they, they're developing it now, they're growing it in Bite Vagan. I think a lot of it is excuse. And I also said to them, you know, how much education you, you pay so much money for your kids' education. And Israel, it's practically free. Right. So instead of spending <laughs> really $20,000 on education, it's ridiculous. I yeah. can't believe how yeah. much education costs in America. Yeah. So yeah. I think that, and then people also say to me, what about jobs? I'm very much into the fact that you, you know, it's like a marriage, Aliyah. You have to have both feet in. You've got to come here and say, I'm going to make this work. And you've got to have both of it in. And you've got to say, there's going to be challenges. I'm I'm going to make it work. I'm going to try. I'm going to get as much help. You have to. It's like technical setup, though. You have to plan it properly. You've got to, you, you've got to get yourself organized. Sometimes you may end up, and I always say as well, you may end up in an area that's not good for you. Give it a year. You know, sometimes people are like, well, maybe we shouldn't buy it. And I, and I don't encourage buying straight away unless you really know where you want to be. Sometimes it means coming here for a year, renting a place for one year to get a feel for the community. The only time I'd say buy straight away is if you know Israel, if you know your family and friends uh, are in that area and have been successful, then you buy in the area that they're in. I also don't understand when people don't buy unless you don't get on with your family, obviously. But it's important to have the the friends and the support system, it's not easy coming here. So why would you put yourself in an area? Also, religiosity is another thing I want to talk about, different hashkafas. But sometimes I had sure. a girl who was... I, I, can, I just, can, I just say, can I just say something quickly? Yeah. I'm afraid I'm going to forget, but it's very funny. You're, you're saying a few things. You're saying to plan, but you're also saying to be flexible. And I think people really need to do both. You know, like, yeah, you know, have your to-do list, do as much research as you can, but remember, like, things don't always work according to plan. And in Israel, we yeah, know that, you know, you have to be ready to not, change and move. All or nothing. Right. Yeah, it's not an all or nothing. It's not an all or nothing. But I, it's, and I always, I always say, compare it. I do, I never mind houses. I also, you know, I'm, also, I'm not a shatran, but I call myself, uh, I call myself a property and community matchmaker because I do so much more than just the real estate side. And like a shidduch, like a match, I say to my clients, what are your three non-negotiables? What can you live with? What can you not live with? You know, mm. what, what is it? What's important to you? One of the things I'm very blessed with, thank God, that I've been given a very good understanding of how people work. So when I'm going out with a client, let's say somebody's buying a property with me, I do not have to show them 10, 20, whatever. I know, I get it. I, I'm pretty much, I will usually show up to five properties and they'll buy one of the properties. I had a client recently who she's done. It's hilarious. This is what's going on, by the way, for the people who live in New York. They've gone during Corona. They went down to Florida. And now they're coming to Israel. They just couldn't come to Israel first. It was, let me go down to Florida first. Right. And now we're coming to Israel. So this particular client of mine had a very large house in the five towns. And then they moved down to Florida. And now they're like, Kim, we've got to come. I said, I told you that before, three years ago, when you were leaving America, leaving New York to go down to Florida. Yes, but whatever. So, um, but the reason I'm just telling the story is that she came to Israel recently. She was here for a month. We were scouting the neighborhoods. And then we started to look at properties. And I said to her, I have one property to show you that is 100% what you want. So she's like, okay, fine. And she said, you're not showing me anything else? I said, no, it was a mistake on my side when I, when I look back. But I said, let me show it to you. She walked in, she went, Oh my gosh, this is my property. This is it. This is it. Amazing. I was like, yay, it's amazing. You it's great. I knew she was gonna love it. But then she had the like, 
how can I buy the first property that you've shown me? So psychologically, she couldn't deal with it. So then we went back and we looked at a few more things, but we came back to the same place and she just signed the contract last week. So she's coming. So it's, again, it's really, there's a lot of real estate agents out there. There's a lot of people selling real estate. Um, You have to find a person that's also going to take care of your needs. And it's not just about the deal. And for me, it's never. And that's what my team is. I don't hire anybody to work for me if it's all about how much money I can make. That's not the way we roll. We are very much, we are here as um, a holding hand service to help you every step of the way, not just with finding the property, but finding the community. And that is a stress for me that will always be the number one is to find the right place to have that successful experience um, of not having to say, oh my gosh, what am I, what am I doing here and, and want to go back to America. In terms of Alia, I think we're going to see, I mean, England... If you've seen what's going on in Europe, I don't know how anybody's living in France. I don't know how anybody's living in England still. Um, the rioting on the streets, um, the anti-Semitism. But the anti-Semitism's always been around. Yeah. It's just now very, it's now very popular and people are very unashamed yeah. to be anti-Semitic. It's, 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 listen. It's like I, you're I allowed. It's now it's allowed. That's all. Exactly. And people don't really care. I, right. I think that's what it's come down to as well. There's not enough. But what they don't understand, and I mean, I'm not going to go into politics really now, is that once they come for the Jews, they come for everybody else as well. I mean, radical Islam is is very vocal about the fact that they want, you know, to dominate the world wherever mm-hmm. you are. So that's, right. that's something I think that's very, very scary. Um, and I think that I, I'm hoping and praying, and my whole focus is to bring back as many people as possible to, to Israel. And um, that's where it's going to stay. And uh, I hope that people take really get it and we will continue. We're going to be doing, oh, this is what I wanted to, which is very exciting. We have quite a few um, real estate group opportunities. What we're trying to do and encourage this aliyah where people feel safe. And how do people feel safe? They feel safe when other people are doing the same thing as them. So mm-hmm. when you've got a group coming together and say, hey, we're going to do this aliyah together, it's much more comfortable. Yeah. So we have worked out, we have a lot of, and this is also very hush-hush because nobody wants to say, because whatever, um, Rebeam from different communities. I am working right now, and I can't mention who, with three prominent rabbis in um, communities in North America who are all actively looking with their community to bring the entire community to Israel. Mm-hmm. It's very exciting. What the challenge for us is, is to find the real estate opportunities for them. Because, right. again, not everybody wants to go into the apartments. So we are working on quite a few. We actually have a, a YU group from Yeshiva University. We've just sold 15, is it 15 or 18, whatever, plots of land where people are going to be building their own houses. And we have another group that's moving to Netanya. And we have another group that's moving up north. And I don't put it out there because it's it's a little bit quiet. Um, and if anybody's interested in that, those opportunities, they're welcome to be in touch with me. I want to know something, can... Kim. Why is that a little bit yeah. quiet? Why, why is that quiet? I think to say don't want to, like, you know, in case it doesn't work out or, you know, Maybe... they want to they, they solidify the plan. Oh, before, oh, oh. I think they want to come up with the, the op- because there's so much competition going okay, okay, on. Okay, okay. Well. I thought they didn't want to cause a, a panic. Of... But, <laughs> but, um... <laughs> No, there's some rabbis that are very vocal. In the beginning, I was very angry, not angry. I got upset with the 
the leaders of the community because I was like, you should be standing up and telling everybody you got to come to Israel. You know, yeah. like I was, yeah. are you worried about the job? Are you worried about like, yes. this is not, yeah. you, you, you got to got to come it's not this is not the time to be to be worried about yourself as a leader of the jewish community you have to worry about your community and you've got to encourage aliyah and that's that's you know we've had many many conversations um and follow-ups and i think people are just looking for a leadership to say come let's all go to there was a, there was a great group that just came from a fuller to a fuller right. from baltimore right there i interviewed her very, i interviewed uh, one of them yeah. sure are sure you, you interviewed Deborah solomon yes Okay. Yeah, I know her very well. But anyway, so that I mean that had its hiccups as well. You know, like yes. a fool is yes. not for everybody. Listen, a fool is every, not for every, everybody. Uh, you said it very well just now. Every place is going to have a hiccups. Uh, we get the hiccups and we move on, and it's fine. Um, you get stronger. You know, I live in Susia. I came here with nobody. Me and my husband came. We knew nobody. We started a kibbutz luchot, and then we went Amazing. to um, a place called Merkaz Sapir in the Arava. We we're the only Anglo's there, only religious. And then we ended up in Susia also. There's nobody here. There's nobody here. But I wanted that. I, I, I wanted that. To, wouldn't you love to encourage more Anglos to come there? Um, yes and no. It is, it is, it's, uh, it's very Israeli and it's kind of remote. Yeah. But um, I mean, you see, we, it, need, we also need, if you remember, like when Israel, you know, 1948, 1960, whenever these, when everybody was coming, and I'm saying when the state was established, there was nothing here. So you I, do find those families who are pioneering who will come. It depends on what state yeah, you're on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we look, we look, we're out of time in two minutes. Um, I want you to give advice and then you and I can talk offline. And maybe if you want to do something here in Harkov Road, there are 25 Yishuvim here. That's amazing. And there's a lot of need for that. People want Yishuvim. They want more, shav more shavs. So my advice would be, listen, and quickly, very quickly, I want to say that people, a lot of time people are going online. They're looking on websites. They're looking for real estate opportunities. But I want to give everybody a big, big advice. A lot of the times, unfortunately, these real estate agents and companies don't update their websites. A lot of 99%, they are not current listings. There's no right. Zillow. There's no multiple listing server. It for somebody sent me 12 listings from another, I won't say where, but they sent me from various different websites. None of them, none of them were current listings. So my advice is you find somebody to work with and they will help you with the real estate. It if a good a, a good real estate agent, just talking from the real estate side, a good real estate agent will know the market very well. And you do you need one person. You need, and I have a network of people that we work with, that I trust, that we build relationships with. Excellent. And in terms of Aliyah, I think that the time is now. I think the prices are going to just skyrocket. I've spoken to many developers. They said to me, we're not worried about, oh, we're going to build. <laughs> you know, we're not putting, the prices have not gone down. This is a war and the prices have not gone down we are selling a top dollar kim That's leave your leave your contact information we're under a minute here leave your contact information sure. i'm going to write kim, it okay you can look me up on kim bash real estate it's kim at kim bash real estate.com you can find me on instagram under kim bash facebook under kim bash and uh my number i don't know if you put on 972-544-15704 i'm here to help you every step of the way for a phone call free of charge whenever you're ready. Okay, thank you. We're off the air. Thank you so much. I'm going to write this up. And any of you have questions, contact me at Natalie. I got cut off there. Again, if any of you want to contact me and you want some questions to be passed along to Kim Bash, 
please do so. You can write to me at natalie at israelnewstalkradio.com. Have a great week, everybody.